This is an announcement. The following transmission may contain mature content and language. The information provided within, while researched, is from non-experts. Listener discretion is advised. Well, just what is your business? Monsters. Monsters? Welcome to The Outer Limits, the show dedicated Ish. to weird true crime and paranormal occurrences. Ah, I totally joined in. Ah, you have to. When someone howls at you, you're supposed to howl back. Oh. Yeah, I vibrated my own teeth. I, I don't even know how I feel that I joined in. <laughs> oh, it's a group effort. You're not uh, singing Bohemian Rhapsody with me then. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> that is not howling. <laughs> That is Freddie Mercury gold, not howling. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to what episode is this? 19? 19, episode 19. Yeah, episode 19. Or almost to 20. <laughs> almost to 20, yes. <laughs> yes. This episode is going to be all about werewolves. Oh, why do you have to do the H? I don't know. I just felt like it. So we're entitling it Werewolf. Werewolf. <sighs> it was good. yeah we we had to take it back to mel brooks on this one i mean it's kind of a must at this point if you've ever seen that movie true it is immediately where your brain goes to when you hear werewolf werewolf that's true i mean sorry damn it i did it too (laughs) just reflex it is a reflex at this point yeah exactly We'll try not to do it too often during this episode but i know every single time someone says werewolf werewolf (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that will get annoying fast. Probably, yes. I'm Z. I'm Ty. And with us, we have again the illustrious Dusty Day. Hello. <laughs> Dusty's hey, back. Yeah. Back again. <laughs> and I've moved back to Greeley for permanence. For permanence, for keepsies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. For realsies. <laughs> yep. No, no take backs. No, none of that. Ooh, no, no tra- treats. Realsies. <laughs> you had me. I, I had to pause. <laughs> oh, the puns are just gonna keep on coming. It's great. I'm excited for this episode. Somebody save me! <laughs> I know. At least, like, you don't hate puns as much as my husband does. Like, Jamie absolutely hates puns, and he's married to me. Of all people, <laughs> who is oh. just like a walking machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Oh God, he didn't know what he was getting married into, did he? <laughs> I love puns, but I'm a but I'm a dad, so I I have to. It's like part of the job. It's like a given. Yeah, it, it's, it's like as as soon as you have your ch- your firstborn child, you just get like this like the pun ability. Uh, it's part of the dad gene. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you have a baby. Well, you buy them at the store, you know, you put one leg in the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like to just jump in both. It's all or nothing. Savage. Yeah. 
That's not how you treat dad jeans. <laughs> <laughs> at least I have uh, At least I don't wear jean shorts. So, yeah, true. Uh, oh, I haven't God. reached that level of dadness yet. You know. Oh, I was gonna say. I always imagine that the minute that you have a child, like at the hospital, they hand you like the baby, and then your dad package, and your dad yeah. package has like all like a booklet of all the dad jokes you could possibly want. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's almost like those. Uh, like those like clothing delivery services you just get like you you get socks and sandals in the same package which i thought was really weird at first but you know what becoming a dad i realize it's great um no that's just a joke <laughs> fucking socks and sandals is atrocious <laughs> yeah you hear that linus <laughs> <laughs> also you get uh jean shorts you know and just a plain white t-shirt you know sometimes you get velcro shoes oh god yeah, um, but but my favorite part of it because I threw the rest of it away. But you get this like little this little card that has every pun known to man on it. It's like and you just keep it in your wallet for when oh, yeah. you need it. Yeah, and, and you just pull it out. That's the thing uh, that you read when you go to the bathroom now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, so yeah, and you you have to give up your man card in order to get your dad card. I think it's like the man card level two. Just your upgrade for man card. <laughs> you go to dad yeah. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day you'll turn into grandpa card. And the thermal <laughs> card's like the highest level. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when you s- stop bitching about the thermostat. I think that's when you get your grandpa card. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly nothing matters and you can just get away with everything and anything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like, I'm staying at my mom's house and she turns up the thermostat all the time and it's not even my thermostat. And I'm like, I get pissed off about it. I'm like, no, it's, it's fucking hot in here. Like, do you have blankets all over the place? Use them. And then I realized that that's just that's just me using my dad card. It's not even my favorite stat. Snakes up on you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we okay. should probably get back yeah. to where okay, okay. <laughs> we came here to discuss. Yeah, let, let, let's do that. <laughs> Why wolves? How wolves? And yeah, so this is going to be a wild one, listeners. Buckle up. <laughs> I mean, you invited me on the show. <laughs> this is like. How many episodes have I done? I think like this is your fifth episode. I think yeah, and and has it not turned out to be any different? No. Okay. See, I'm just making sure. <laughs> just keeping a tally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how how many episodes have I ruined and made poor time? Uh, this will be days. the fifth one. Yeah, <laughs> make you ruin, like edit them for days. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so much. Uh, well, I mean, Ty, do you want to get into the history and background a little bit? Seems like a good time to do that. Dad yeah. Okay. About dads. <laughs> Let, let's uh, get in. Get into my segment, please, for the love of God. <laughs> All right. So now I, this is a chance where I get to talk without too much interruption. <clears throat> Dusty. Just direct eye contact with Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm looking for something to say. <laughs> right. No, you're, you're just you're just plotting. I could I could feel him because he's actually in the room with me right now. I could feel the plotting happening. No, no, no. That's just my hot werewolf breath. Gross. <laughs> I need an adult. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Okay. So werewolves. <laughs> so just a, a quick thing. I want to like werewolf, what it actually means by definition. And I do like to take this opportunity to point out that it's actually taken from Anglo-Saxon, also known as Old English, where you have the word ver, meaning man, and wolf, 
meaning wolf, literally oh. man wolf. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that, that's all Anglo-Saxon, where that comes from. Wait, wait, wait. And if, so if Anglo-Saxon is derived from German and wer in German means who, when you say a who wolf, you actually like, that's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, like who wolf? Yeah. Who wolf? Werewolf? You Why wolf? wolf? No, how wolf. No, no, no. It's like, who wolf? Man wolf. <laughs> you wolf. <laughs> we all wolf. We're wolf. No, Something I'm like not that. finishing that. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, so essentially the, the base definition of a werewolf is a human being who has changed into a wolf or is capable of assuming the form of a wolf while retaining human intelligence. Wait, mm-hmm. but they don't have human intelligence. So in most stories, they just go like absolute ape shit. Yeah. Well, here uh, that's why I made a distinction okay. of being changed into a wolf, comma, or oh. there, there's the or part. Or or being a, a wolf that happens to be like, well, the wolves are always sentient. Or but, but is like, capable uh, of assuming the form of a wolf. Yeah. Because they're not, because, tran- okay. But then I mean, what about in Bram Stoker's Dracula where he's <laughs> very obviously a vampire, but he turns into a wolf? Yeah, but this is not the vampire episode. We already did that episode. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So if he's technically a, a vampire, but then he turns into a wolf, is he also not a werewolf too? By, by definition, guy. yes. So it is possible. So you're saying there's a chance. Unless <laughs> 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 okay. he's over here realizing that his dream is within his grasp. <laughs> Uh, okay so that does not so smoothlessly translate into the next part which is the types of werewolves throughout lore and history so the first one i'm a little bit about is the lycanthrope and i want to make a clear distinction here between what most people think because this is kind of my definition and jim butcher's definition because i can't do anything without talking about the dresden files so to be fair even in my story the wikipedia for it totally referenced the dresden files like it like it had a section of stuff in like media and pop culture and that was one of the paragraphs was jim butcher it was kind of cool it's like well wow Hmm. yeah well that's also because jim butcher did a really good job of like researching everything and dissecting it down into like archetypes of werewolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he really it, did. It, I really liked his breakdown. So we have lycanthrope, which is essentially a human with the mind and or spirit of a wolf. So like in the late 1500s, a lycanthrope was a mentally ill person who believed that he was a wolf. Or they, they might have just eaten some bad rye, as we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> So essentially, they just, they stay looking like a person, but in their mind, they are a wolf. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So that that is a lycanthrope. So in in some traditions, folklore, and pop culture, that means that they gain some attributes of a wolf, like keener sight, better smell, keener hearing, that kind of thing, and some amped up physical abilities of a wolf, but they- Wolf's actually a terrible Whatever. I'm not in okay. charge of yeah, these. Not, okay. Anyway, go ahead. I'm not the arbiter <laughs> of wolfdom. <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying. Yes, he's over here dog, gatekeeping on werewolves dog, right now. Dogs have shit vision. I mean, they're, they're dichromats. They can only see two shades of colors. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. So, that, that's like a throat. And, you know, they do retain a, their human body throughout it. So, in some cases, it's a mental illness where they believe they're a wolf or... You know, if it's into the spiritual occult side of it, they have the spirit and and can attribute some physical aspects of a wolf onto themselves, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like like a possessor, kinda. 
All right, so then the next type is a shapeshifter. So that's a person through ritual, magic, or will will take on the form of a wolf. So like shamanistic practitioners have been said to take the form of their totem through ritual to transform their bodies into that of a wolf. So that's what uh, Dracula is. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because his is through uh, just will that he transmutes his shape. Yeah. Because oh. Bla- Bram Stoker's Dracula can transform into a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, he transformed into all kinds of shit. Yeah. The original Animorph. <laughs> <laughs> I read those books when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, well, but he also got to transform into young Gary Oldman, so. I mean, if you could transform into anything in the world, would it not be Gary Oldman in a purple suit? That, that was pretty fly. Yeah. For a white guy. I, I actually, I really want that suit. That's fucking super dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And so the next one is uh it through an enchanted item. These through I think the Dresden Files calls these a hexen wolf, a person who is able to obtain the form of a wolf through an item or ointment. So a historical reference tends to paint these as murderous, violent types of werewolf, vicious and full of bloodlust. Mm-hmm. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hair again. Yeah. <sighs> wow okay they did come up on one of the true crime cases i was looking at there was like a dude that said that he got taken out into the middle of the woods with a bunch of warlocks and they like rubbed a salve all over him and mm-hmm. he then turned into a wolf and went hunting along the forest side i don't know it was interesting to read yeah. i guess <laughs> huh Yep. So that's the third way to be a werewolf. And lastly is to be cursed or as Dresden calls them. And there's is a loop garu, which is a person cursed by a saint, witch, divine being or bloodline to shift into the wolf form during the full moon this is the most commonly known version of a werewolf. Those mm-hmm. who have no control over their shifting and become a killing machine. Like popular examples, like Werewolf in London. Like pretty much every werewolf you've ever thought of. Yeah. Lupin. It's an underworld. I was a teenage werewolf back in 1957. Teen Wolf, the TV show and the one with Michael J. Fox. And I do love the transformation scene in Teen Wolf. It was pretty dope for the time period. Yeah. Yeah. Werewolf in London was pretty damn crazy, too. Yeah. I know. They had pretty good special effects on those those movies back in the day. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, and and one of the better classic horror movies, you know, The Wolfman in 1941. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean that that was a bad transformation, but you know, it's 1941. I mean, it's 1941, yeah. So all they did was just like do transitioning cuts of hair being placed on his body. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just anyway. like and cut, and then they just glue more hair to him. Yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how they did it, and did like a crossfade on it. So. Yeah, hey, yeah. It was well. I mean, if you look at like film technique, then that was like just the ability to cut film. Like back then, you had to like actually cut the film. Yes. So just like like that editing like ability, like in 1941, being able to like cut this strip of fucking film, like that that that's that's some skill. I wish I could get that feeling back because like nowadays when they develop like new and more realistic like CGI and everything. It's not as surprising anymore as it was when we were younger. Yeah. Like back in the day, it's like you saw some of that stuff for the first time. You were like, oh, my God, it's so real. Like even back in the day where you're talking about them, you know, cutting the film by hand and like really transitioning 
to it that way, like hands-on kind of media. That was top of the line shit back then. Yeah. And well, people yeah. were just absolutely in awe. Like it was so realistic to them. And I really wish that I could get some of that awe back, you know, where I see something for the first time and I'm like, wow. I, I yeah. think I think I could show you some of the VFX stuff that's coming out that does do that again. Really, I'm sure. Yeah. I get I got a little of it with um, now they're doing like VR, like totally immersive uh, art. Yes. Oh yeah. So you can like go into a room and like the entire room is like essentially the art piece, and you can walk yes. through it. Like that to me was pretty awe inspiring. So I do get a little bit from that. Yeah, uh, I feel like. Uh, the special effects have kind of like made the acting and the production and like the um like the directing ability like take a back seat almost in some films like um, mm-hmm. fast and furious um whereas <laughs> like, like that go, it, go. We're, yeah we're, <laughs> we're like everything is just kind of like mindless action and just like just a, a terrible excuse to just use visual effects all over the Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael like Bay. Relying too heavy yeah, yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, <Bay. laughs> yeah. The, uh. It's like there's no, there's no writing. There's no like the 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 directing is shit. The, the acting is shit. But oh, but look, we're making lots of explosions that aren't actually happening. Yeah, that just reminded me. Um, is I think it's a new movie with Ryan Reynolds. It's a Michael Bay movie, and like the trailer for it is just Ryan Reynolds literally just saying oh this is a new movie by michael bay and it's the most michael bay movie you will ever watch in the history of michael bay (laughs) it's it's hilarious it's called six underground and it's actually fucking hilarious it's on netflix i've I've seen it pop up on my netflix but i haven't actually watched it yet but i I honestly laughed really hard i honestly just started watching that before we started recording oh really really? wow Huh. Good time. Yeah, it's it's I, fantastic and hilarious. I feel like every time we do an episode, I somehow come across some kind of movie or show that has to deal with what we just talked about. Right. <laughs> and it's like never on purpose. Like it's something that I It's almost like your cell phone is listening to you. Well, no, it's it's like I'll jump on Netflix and be like, oh, nothing really looks very good. And I'll be like, well, I guess I'll watch this because I don't know, I'll just watch this. And then it happens to be something about what we just talked about. That happened with one of the alien episodes and we were talking about like all that. I don't know. We were just talking about like a whole bunch of aliens that I can't even remember. But then I watched a movie called Annihilation like immediately after that. And I had no idea it was about aliens. I was like, oh, (laughs) we were just talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so <laughs> back to the episode. <laughs> okay, so one thing I really kind of wanted to point out before I move on about the names is that they are literally all just man-wolf in different languages. Like just oh, yeah. different languages, all say yep. man-wolf. <laughs> yeah, Lycanthrope is Latin, and then like Hexenwolf is German, and Lugaru is French. Uh, it's uh, all man-wolf in different languages. Cool. Yeah. Did you know that dogs are all, every single dog on the planet is related to the wolf? Yes. They're all like Canis lupus. Yep. But wait, but all the, the house dog is Canis lupus familiaris, which is the reason why they can all interbreed. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Because they're all technically the same species. They're all technically the same animal, but they like, I mean, I don't know how you go from chihuahua to wolf. 
where like this thing is like skull is eugenics like, is weird breed. yeah yeah <laughs> it's all selective breeding all right so the history of werewolves it's a little bit on that so we have uh there were some scholars who believe that the first werewolf in history is actually from the Epic of Gilgamesh. Oh. So there was, uh, when Gilgamesh basically was like, nah, I ain't taking you to one of the potential lovers, because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. Oh, yeah. That part's just kind of like glanced over. Yeah, it is. It's glossed over, but by definition, she made the first werewolf of history. Well, the first documented. Documented, yes. Okay, here's the thing. Actually, actually the first Western documented one, because there are a lot of native cultures that have werewolves like as practicing part of their religion than they have for like thousands and thousands. Yeah, okay, yeah, but typically it's kind of implied when you say history, it means written history. Yeah, and when by written history you mean white people history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just essentially, yeah. Anytime someone says, yeah, but according to history, it's like, hmm. White yeah. people history. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or, or like the fact that the bubonic plague actually didn't take out a third of the world's population. It took out a third of Europe's population. Yeah. Asia was just fine, guys. Yeah. Asia was fine. The Americas didn't even know what the fuck the plague was. In fact, the, the Europeans brought it with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you go conquer the savages. Yeah. Anyway. And some of mine. And some of mine. Yeah. And some of mine. What are, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like. I'm I'm sure that there are like very few people who have zero native blood in them at all in the United States. In yes. the United States, yeah, that's what. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so another fun historical legend is the legend of Lycian. According to legend, Lycian, the son of Pelagus, angered the god Zeus when he served him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. As punishment, Zeus turned Lycian and his sons into wolves. Oh, cool. That's. Way, way better than the um than the the Poseidon making the Minotaur story. Right. Well, that one's kind of like really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to ancient Greek. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of picture oh. Zeus being like, what is this? And then just like flipping the table. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you, you're all wolves now. <laughs> Fuck you, you're a wolf, you're a wolf, and you're a wolf. Everybody's a fucking wolf. <laughs> okay, Oprah. <laughs> That was an angry Oprah. <laughs> angry Oprah. <laughs> angry or- Oprah. <laughs> Everybody's a fucking wolf. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it. a lot better than making your wife fuck your bull. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, and then the other fun historical context is from early Nordic folk- folklore. Yeah, they had werewolves a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, the saga of Vol- Volsungs tells the story of the father and son who discovered wolf pelts that had the power to turn people into wolves for 10 days. The father-son duo donned the pelts, transformed into wolves, and went on a killing rampage in the forest. The rampage ended when the father attacked the son, causing him a lethal wound. The, on- the son only survived because of a kind raven. The kind raven gave the father a leaf with healing powders. Healing hmm. powers. Healing powders. Hey, could have been powders. Could have been powders. <laughs> Nothing saying it wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's that Nordic folktale. And obviously going into history, like you have aboriginals who have a couple of oral traditions about people turning into dogs and dog-like creatures. They were typically the dingoes and... Um, 
Tasmanian devils that they would trans they would use their shamanistic powers to transform into and a lot of indigenous cultures in the Americas who like a couple of native tribes the Sioux have several the Cherokee have several and most of the eastern tribes actually have several legends regarding turning into a wolf I think a lot of that comes from if you look at like from an anthropological standpoint like our history with the dog Mm -hmm. um, all the way back to when we first started hanging out with wolves and they realized hey wait these guys will give us food and then we realized hey wait these guys can like really help us like not die and and if you look at it from like from society's evolution from that standpoint being like literally man's best friend you know since like the last what like 50,000 years something like it only makes sense that we had developed stories to try to like bridge that gap even further to like um have like a an even deeper connection with like the one animal that we've had like such a close relationship with right yeah and uh although i will say there there are quite a few in uh native american cultures about mostly coyote mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. coyote like being transforming natives into wolves because he's a dick like that yeah and coyote was kind of like like the north american loki he just kind of like did things just to kind of be a fuck yeah 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 he 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 is the ultimate trickster god yeah yeah just just kind of did things just because he could yeah pretty much so yeah so there there are all those traditions as well i don't have a specific example of when coyote would would turn oh and i mean if you've ever like dealt with like actual coyotes they're kind of like that too yeah they are they're just kind of dicks for no reason like "Ah, i got your leg yeah they also sound like you're loud (laughs) (laughs) well When when they're like tearing apart a rabbit, they, yeah, they, they, no, they do. They laughing, do sound so. like they're laughing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Sorry, it's just so. that mental image of when you said "aha, I got your leg." It's just like <laughs> a person missing their leg, screaming, and the coyotes <laughs> just jumping around like "aha." Yeah, no, leg. no. They seriously, it's like like the the way that they like play with their food. If you watched like because when I lived in the middle of nowhere, they would capture our chickens and shit. And like we're always afraid that they would like get our dogs because they'll like bait dogs out there, but they sound like they're like having a party as they're like tearing a poor animal apart. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah a little bit. I think that's why they they got deemed as like the the trickster animal because they're just uh, like, like they sound like they're assholes. They sound like they're having a great time about it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, most assholes do sound like they're having a great time about it. <laughs> most yeah. assholes do have a great time when they're doing that shit like that. Okay, so yeah, so that that's a bit of the history of the werewolf as it relates to european cultures and native american cultures and i don't honestly i don't know if there are any eastern traditions about werewolves that weren't imported Mm. so i'm not sure i actually didn't look into that at all either yeah most of us don't because we're all westerners and we all like we're the best and our history is the only thing that matters um (laughs) um i know genghis khan like befriended like a wolf or a pack yeah but i think as far, but as, as, far as like transforming it, like yeah the, the, that, a story about a werewolf specifically no I don't see know. that that's my thing and not and, that i can bring up to memory and mostly what i i know with a lot of the folklore and a lot of the asian cultures it's more there's not transformation it's all befriending and wolves tend to stay wolves and people tend to stay people right yeah you, you just uh, like uh have like a kindred spirit connection right yeah. It's it's more of a spiritual connection rather than a physical transformation. Right. Yeah. So that, that's pretty pervasive. 
Eastern cultures. Yeah. So you, you connect with the spirit of the things and that, that has to do with a lot of religious stuff that we're not here for. So going on to famous historical examples. So in 1521, Frenchman Pierre Bourgois and Michel, Ver- Michel Verdon allegedly swore allegiance to the devil and claimed to have an ointment that turned them into wolves. After confessing to yeah, brutally... Yeah, what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. After confessing to brutally murdering several children, they were both burned to death at the stake. Yep. I wonder how much of that was actually true or how much of it uh, like they like actually did, actually did, or if it was more like just kind of like a Salem kind of deal where there's like... We're getting there. But we don't like. Oh yeah, I was about to say I'm gonna delve heavily into that kind of stuff in mine. So yeah, into the like the the witch hunt kind of like werewolf hunt. Yeah. 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 So then next there was uh, Giles Garnier, known as the Werewolf of Dole, was another 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment with wolf morphing abilities. According to legend, as a wolf, he viciously killed children and ate them. He too was also burned at the stake for his monster scribes. Notice that all these are like happening around the time of like the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, a little bit. 15th, 16th century. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And French. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Spanish Inquisition like didn't just stop in Spain. No. They, they inquisited just about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, you, again, with the Oprah and you get an Inquisition and you get an Inquisition. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Go straight to Monty Python. <laughs> of course. Okay. And lastly, I have Peter Stubb, a wealthy 15th hey, century. That's who I'm talking about. Then that's all for my famous list. <laughs> I, was, I thought you might. I thought... <laughs> yeah. I, I, w- I won't uh, bury the lead on that one then. Cause yeah. So thank you. I, uh, as soon as you said, like, it's like, oh, we're getting to the witch hunt. And I'm like, oh shit. You have it too. All right. <laughs> and Again, famous example, because obviously B has done her research and I'll the little paragraph I have is not going to do it justice. So well, I'll let her. Yeah, I let have her two talk and a half pages that. worth of notes, guys. Yeah, she, <laughs> all about this one thing. Yes. Yes. So nice. we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to her. Thorough. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You guys make me feel awesome about just remembering something I watched on the History Channel once as a kid. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> So then the last piece I wanted to talk to you guys about is actual medical conditions. So one of the most well-known medical condition for like werewolfism and kind of like could be a history for how medically it came about to be werewolf season is so there's one that's hypertrichiosis, hypertrichiosis, there you go. Hypertrichiosis is a medical condition which results in excessive body hair growth on different parts of the body. It's rare. Oh, it's like the like the 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 guy in Mexico that the wolf family, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, has like his whole face is covered in hair. Yeah, it's no. it's commonly known as Wolfman complex, except for like mm-hmm. the very tip of his nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the only part that his face is not covered. Yeah, so it is pretty rare. But there's been several notable cases throughout history. So we have Fedor, uh, Jeff Tichu, and Annie Jones, who became the famous Jojo and the Dog-Faced Man. And then there's the Bearded Lady as well in P.T. Barnum's Traveling Circus. Hmm. They were known known people to have had this condition. Yeah, that's where my, my 
went immediately was like the performers, like in the yeah. circus yeah. and stuff. That- the sideshow. Mm-hmm. And P.T. Barnum was a horrible person. Look it up. Don't watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. PSA. Yeah. Anyways, so another disease that could have been kind of a, a route to the idea of a werewolf is rabies. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it, it is a deadly disease. It makes you go absolutely psychotic. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think this might have more to do with our modern understanding of what a werewolf is. Because uh, the it's transmitted by saliva, so right. you get bit, you get it. Yeah, and it also targets the cells in the brain and central nervous system, and they become infected. Sufferers begin to exi- exhibit aggressive behavior, developing muscle spasms, experiencing hallucinations, and produce excess saliva, which causes the frothing of the mouth. Yeah, they're all, they also become afraid of water, which is usually how animals and people that get rabies. That's usually how you die: is you dehydrate because you get. Like, yeah, you can't drink any water yeah, anymore. You become hydrophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's such a specific thing. Like yeah. getting hydrophobia. Yeah. It, it could be a survival mechanism for the rest of the group that you're intentionally trying to die. Maybe or um, maybe the, the virus thrives in like a in like a like a feverish environment. Usually when you get dehydrated, your body hikes up the body temperature because could it be doesn't too, have yeah. enough water to keep itself cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah and so a lot of, so like the, the disease like makes you like avoid water on purpose. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> These are all just, just just a conjecture. But yeah, spitballing no. ideas around yeah. there. Yeah, like we do. Mm-hmm. All right. So spitballing some science ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with, with very th- frothy mouths. <laughs> I need a drink. Hold on. <laughs> Cream soda. <laughs> Yum. Thank you. I was hoping someone would do that. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say it like Red Robin, but yeah, yeah. Red Robin, yum, yeah. But I know where she's going with it. Damn it! <laughs> All right, and so another one is uh, clinical lycanthropy, is a psychological disorder where sufferers believe that they are becoming a wolf and behave accordingly. So it's a pretty rare condition, and it's classified as delusional. Misidentification syndrome. That's the actual psychological term for it. Mm. So it's a that's a group of neurological illnesses in which patients perceive dramatic changes in the appearance of people or places. So and they have started to research it a bit, and they there are studies that suggest the cause lies in an area of the brain concerned with self-recognition and perception of one's own body. So um essentially like people who have their like uh body integrity identity disorder yeah or like like severe body dysmorphia severe body dysmorphia anorexia all of that can they're all under this category of dms or delusional misidentification syndromes yeah so yeah but i can see where that like that definition like that's a really broad it's a really gray definition where that can be like there's a lot of things that can get interpreted as that that definitely like wouldn't be you know yeah no definitely so i mean it is a really broad heading and there's a lot of stuff that fits under there and some of it isn't necessarily just like most like psychological like disorder definitions yeah it's it's it there are a lot of things that can be fit under it that aren't necessarily dysfunctional right yeah exactly because the here's here's the big thing that most people don't quite understand about psychology is that the only reason why it becomes a disorder is because it causes dysfunction in your life. Right. 
And when when the DSM says that like you deviate from the norm, like really, what the fuck is the norm anyway? Yeah, yeah, because the like that's the problem with psychology is that everybody is so vastly different inside of our own heads that there's no way you could get a control for anything. Yeah, no. Which is also part of the reason why like it gets discounted by some of the harder sciences as a pseudoscience because you can never like yeah you, you can never have an accurate control. Right. So, but I mean, it is, but the biggest thing is like when it causes dysfunction. But anyway, so, so when, when your life is falling apart because you think you're a wolf, right? That, that's when you can, you can say that they, you, you have a misidentification problem. You might have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so apparently, yeah, I want to, sorry, so, sorry. I want to meet the person that's like, yeah, guys, I'm, I'm totes a wolf. And it's like, oh, what have you ever met people that 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 think that way about themselves as a vampire oh yeah they're like yeah no i'm just i'm a vampire yeah it's it's really interesting having conversations yeah with it (laughs) yeah it's like like super casual they're just like yeah i'm I'm just i'm just a vampire like wait what like like, i um, saw um there's on netflix there's a show called the i think the dark tourist or dark tourism something like that yeah um it's like a docuseries but there's an episode that this guy does where he goes around and talks to several people that like either participate or have looked into vampirism and it's super interesting talking to these people that 100 are like no i'm a vampire like and some people, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm totes a vampire. And it's like a huge, like, sexual thing for them. And then other people yeah. are like, no, like, I have to eat blood in order to function normally. And that's just how my life is. And there's, like, no pop and circumstance about it. It's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't, like, negatively affect their lives at all. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Like, is... Mm-hmm. I wonder if there are people out there that are just like, yeah, no, it's just like every every third Friday I turn into a wolf. You know, it's no big deal. I just stay in my house. There are. I've met them. <laughs> yeah. I just think it would be kind of cool to just be like, hey, guys, my name's Chad. I'm a wolf. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, Chad. <laughs> I like eating raw Hi, rabbit. It's just, it's, just, it's, it's just a thing. All right. <laughs> okay. And so the last one I thought was fucking hilarious. And this comes from uh, Declan McKenna. Uh, in an RTE article on werewolves, uh, he equated the whole werewolf syndrome to puberty. What? Well, if you think about like medical conditions that have similarities to were- being a werewolf, puberty is a really good example. Because well, where you grow hair, just hair okay. growing everywhere, a bunch of hormones, and right. Okay, so here's here's what he said. Although parents of teenagers may disagree. Puberty is not generally considered a medical disorder. Nevertheless, <laughs> <laughs> my son's turning 13. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah. So nevertheless, werewolf myths have proven to be a right metaphor for the changes associated with adolescence, including aggressive behavior, heightened sexual emotions, muscle development, and emerging body hair. Furthermore, the parallels between the lunar cycle of the werewolf and the onset of a monthly menstrual cycle has often been used to add symbolic subtext to tales of female werewolves. Little wonder that werewolves remain so appealing for the teenage horror fans. I mean, I, I definitely think it's something relatable, uh, but I think that's more of like a like a sociological origin, not necessarily a medical <laughs> condition. <laughs> it's like, can we just have like something to explain why, like, 
um, I don't know, 14 year old boys want to beat the shit out of everything around them. Oh yeah, no, it's because of the this like wolf thing. No, 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 it's because because their their brain just got flooded with my testosterone. Yeah, their, their body is literally drugging them. Yes, into wanting Can't- to fight and fuck everything around them. Hey Dusty, can you just like uh, start like a list of my sons might be a werewolf, my son's not a werewolf, and just like take notes on that over the coming year or so <laughs> as you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, uh, I'll be like yeah, Anthony Hopkins, Van Helsing, taking notes. Yeah, I can okay. just imagine him getting so angry with you, like you're just looking at him and you just nod and then pull out your notebook and write something <laughs> yeah. down without saying anything. <laughs> He's like, "What are you writing?" And today, the subject violently, violent accused me of calling him a werewolf. This is interesting. <laughs> Only a werewolf would accuse someone. The subject is becoming self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> the subject may become aware of my experiments. Note. Note that it is only a waxing gibbous moon outside the moon. The full moon hasn't arrived. Interesting. <laughs> but as, as the moon goes to full, I have noticed an increase in aggressive behavior. Mostly towards me and my notepad. <laughs> and, 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 and increased consumption of tacos. <laughs> Mountain Dew as well. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it, it it's actually really funny is because there there've been a couple studies done on medical behavior about how the moon influencing people's behaviors. Oh yeah, the the term lunatic. Yeah, well that there's yeah. that too. But they yeah. m- recently they've done it with a couple of hospitals and I believe it was in Australia where they actually did notice an uptick in extreme violent behavior, biting, clawing and generally like just physical attacks to medical staff during full moons by patients. I just remember, Ty, you probably remember this when we had that like super blood moon. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because we went out to um, actually the karaoke bar. Like everyone there was so aggro. Like we saw like two or three fights break out. It was insane. Yeah, uh, I heard a, an explanation for that. Is there's like being more light. The fact that there's more light at night, like almost kind of like tricks, tricks people into thinking that it's still kind of daytime and then pushes people to like a little bit like of like a sleep deprivation, like kind of madness where their body's just kind of freaking out is like, why is it? Why can I still see outside? You know, but it's just because there's a full moon outside. It's reflecting the light. That sounds like a lot of science reach, but okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I suppose if that were true, then it would be like really dangerous to live in Alaska. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, or like, uh, or like Norway or like anywhere inside the Arctic circle where, yeah, it's where a- you get like 30 days of daytime. Oh, speaking of which, have you guys seen Midsommar? Yeah. That it's, it's a really interesting movie. It really what's, what's has it nothing called? to do with werewolves, but, uh, Midsommar, it's, uh, oh. the, yeah, it's really cool. It's just like, you gotta see it. It's all right. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, the last thing I want to leave you guys is this fun little quote from Dresden Full Moon. And it is basically this. All those people shape-shifting into wolves. I had never once considered the possibility of a wolf shape-shifting into a person. Uh, I mean. I think that would be so much cooler. Yeah. But also you think that, that it's almost like a, like our fascination with our ability to speak. And thinking that we're smarter than everything else on the planet. Yeah. It, I think a lot of that deals with that kind of thing. Like um, like how the, the Jewish column wasn't able to speak or like Frankenstein couldn't speak. Like we have a hard time realizing that something could turn into us. 
Yes. Because we can speak. Because we are homocentric. Yeah. Yeah. We have a hard time thinking that we might we might not be the top of the food chain as or well. Or that we might not be the center of the goddamn universe. Yeah. Yeah. God. Uh, humanity. Yeah, and if you notice it, anytime that something is capable of turning into a human, it's always like like some like malevolent disguise. Like yep. if you look at look at like like and throughout pop culture, like the idea of like aliens, whenever they disguise themselves as people, it's always for like some like terribly like malign reason. Yes. I would love just once to like discover that there are aliens among us and it's just like a dude that decided to get ice cream. Yeah, I know. Like, 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 <laughs> just like, really I mean, mundane shit. Well, I mean, like, you guys have the best desserts in the fucking galaxy. Like, of course I'm going to come here. Well, oh, it, by it, the way, I'm an alien. Isn't that kind of the premise of Men in Black? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Just like yeah. some of those aliens are just kind of like living their life, man. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just, kinda, just immigrated. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, hey, you know what? Earth is cool. I like it here. And then you got like this big cockroach asshole. I don't know what the hell his problem was. Did he ever explain what the hell his problem was? Was he just like he was trying to get the galaxy? And he just won't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but no, but he like uh, to like in, like infest the for the power because it was a an unlimited power source that he could use to then conquer. I thought he just wanted to power his ship with it. No, he he wanted it as a power source because it was infinite energy. <laughs> Is the energy of a galaxy contained in a marble? I haven't seen that since I was like eight years old. So yeah, it's been yeah. So I mean, that's the reason why they're trying to keep the galaxy away from him because he and his race could use that to then dominate the galaxy. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it was on Ryan's belt, which is just like yep. The cats, yeah, cats collar. Yeah, man, it's been a really long time since I even thought about that movie. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I'm like, that's the fucking premise. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I just missed the uh, the unlimited power source part. Yeah, you um, did. Well, I was not. Well, to be fair, I was a fucking child. So, uh, no yeah. excuse, Dusty. No, <laughs> no excuse. excuse. When you're eight years old, you should know about all like the limitations of energy consumption. You should definitely know Newton's laws of thermodynamics <laughs> <Yeah>. and gravity. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. Anyways, so that is my part. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> well. You guys ready for Hand of Truth? All right. Hand of Truth. Hand of Truth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Hand of Truth this week. One wolf can take down a deer unaided, but with a pack, they can take down much larger prey like elk and moose. They do eat smaller mammals as well, such as birds, fish, lizards, and snakes, but they also like to eat fruit. Huh. I think that's the most hand of truth thing I think I've ever like. I I never once would have thought that wolves would eat fruit or any Me like, either. plant life at all. Well, they they actually I, are omnivores. They don't have the teeth for it though. Yeah, they do. Their back molars are for crunching. No, they don't ha- actually have molars. Though. Like all, yeah. if you look like open a dog's mouth, you can go open Solo's mouth. Like <laughs> they like all of their their teeth are like incisor shape. They don't it, have they, they don't have any flat molars to, to it, grind the, out. The them. inside is flat though. On their back molars. Yeah, I've always just thought it was carnivores. Like- no, they're they're omnivore. Like uh, one of the like, things, uh, like cats. Cats are. I know cats get like violently ill if you. Yes, because they are carnivores, but yeah. dogs mm-hmm. have dogs actually adapted vegetables. Yeah, dogs have adapted to be omnivores. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I just thought that it was yeah. more of like for the fiber, and and less for like nutritional value. No, they're they actually are omnivores. Now they are primarily carnivores, but yeah. they because it was it. When they were researching how the Alaskan, like the tundra wolves survived, mm. they found that they actually fed off of 
mice, uh, caribou, and lichen. How is there like, nutrition? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that like was basically just fucking moss. It is, but apparently they were, all, they were found that the wolves were actually eating it. Huh. And oh. not using it as a vomitary mechanism, but to actually eat it and ingest it. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's kind of cool. I just thought it was neat that they eat fruit, and I thought it was kind of adorable, like, thinking about a, a wolf kind of trotting in and, like, gingerly grabbing a berry from a bush. You're just like... Mm. <laughs> mm, nom, 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 nom. Tasty, tasty. <laughs> yeah. Just being super cute about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, like... That's my head of truth for this time around. Yay! Yeah, and I found that to be super adorable. So, <laughs> yeah, and also like not really well known. Yeah, no, no uh, I, I exactly. the fruit thing threw me for a loop too. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like fruit. <laughs> I mean, I knew they were omnivores, which is why it's definitely okay for dog foods to have a lot of rice in them. Yeah, yeah, but that's more like uh, that's more for filler though. The rice doesn't do a whole lot. For yeah, them. but I mean that, but that's why they're able to digest it versus like cats. And ferrets, who are like primarily carnivores, so yeah. they can't. Well, ferrets are like mostly insectivores, though. Yeah, but well, natural ferrets, weasels, weasels, yes. But like that's why you can't feed a ferret regular animal food. It has to be like ninety-eight percent protein foods. Huh. Like it, yeah. it, it can have only have a very small amount of protein of other things uh, and fillers. Wrong. We have, yeah, tiny huh. used to happen. Huh? They smell interesting. <laughs> yeah but if you take care of them that actually they don't smell that bad a lot of it is their litter so if you clean up their litter on yeah, a regular basis I mean, that's why cats yes but anyway so should we get yeah. to my case do sure we, we want to get to your case or we want to do dusties uh up to you guys um let's do I yours don't care. and we'll throw dusties in what i can remember at the end okay yeah sounds good to me so as we found out earlier i guess I did this topic on a dude called Peter Stump with two P's. <laughs> Stump. Stump. Jeff. Jeff. So this particular case was pretty well documented, actually. They found like a 16 page pamphlet published in London in 1590 that was rediscovered in 1920 by an occultist named Augustus Montague Summers, which I thought was kind of cool. But <laughs> this pamphlet kind of detailed, like, what you should do if you come across and capture a werewolf. And then it went into detail about this specific case about Peter Stump. How to train your werewolf. How to train your werewolf. More of, like, how to dismember a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's what thing, we sure. all heard. <laughs> But yeah, this particular pamphlet included trial notes, witness statements, and it did kind of confirm a lot of stuff that was found in other records and publications, like the private diaries of a Cologne alderman named Herman von Weinsberg, I believe, or Weinsberg. I'm not sure exactly how to say that. Sorry, a what? Uh, An alderman. Oh, an alderman. Okay. Yeah, in Cologne. Oh, in Cologne. Sorry, the yeah. in part didn't come through. So I was like, Cologne? Like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, like, kind Yeah. No, I just didn't hear that it was in Cologne. Yeah. That's what yeah. Yeah. I thought he, she was saying, like, he was a Cologne. And I was like, what is that even? <laughs> well, one specific type what's of Cologne. A, what's a Cologne? <laughs> the, the wolfy Cologne. It's like, because for a second, it's like, it, are, like, it sounded like, like, Colonel? What? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why Colonel Sanders likes chicken so much. 
<laughs> and also it was detailed in several broadsheets in southern Germany as well. So there's like tons of documentation on this particular case of what all sort of went down. A little bit of background on Peter Stump himself. He was also referred to as Peter Griswold as well. And also like Peter Stumpf and like a couple other ways of spelling Stump <laughs> and okay. Peter. So he's referred to as a lot of different variations of the same name. But he was a wealthy and well-liked German farmer. So this guy was born in the village of Epirath in Cologne in the mid to 16th century. But all this kind of takes place in um, Bedburg, which I guess is a, a village. Okay. Yeah. So, so Sorry. I'm like all disjointed this time around. Bread. Bedburg. Bed. Bedburg. Bedburg. Yeah, not bread. Bedburg. Bed. Yeah, you don't like Bedburg. them in your bed. Bedburg. Bread? <laughs> no. No, bed they're bugs. awful and evil. And that's exactly <laughs> what I thought, too. Like, every single time I read Bedburg, I was just like, bedbugs? And then I got itchy, and it was not comfortable <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, bedbugs are evil creatures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The we worst. should talk about them in Vampire Episode. Wait, we did talk about them in Vampire Episode, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess... Peter Stump got his last name because he actually had a stump of a hand. <laughs> that's fucked up. Literally, I know. That's like what they called that's, the dude because he was missing mean. his left hand. <laughs> okay. So Peter Stumpy. Got it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They were just kind of like, oh, yeah, that guy's missing a hand. But your last name's Stump now. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Dick. Welcome to the 16th century. <laughs> hey, 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 but, Peter, hey, Peter, no hands. Come over here. <laughs> essentially what they're saying here. But one important thing to note was that it was kind of widely believed back in the 16th century that if you cut off the left uh, front paw of a werewolf, it would still be missing when it turned back into a human. So that was like one okay. of the main pieces of evidence that they had against Peter when they started to accuse him of werewolfism. So. Does like every other part just grow back? I would assume so because it specifically said the left front paw. <laughs> they just so really had a thing for lefties, out. didn't they? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, guess so. but, like they, they were, yeah. Yeah, they were generally regarded as witches. <laughs> anyway, so. Anybody that wrote with their left hand, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was like, what the, what the fuck? Europe in the middle centuries. What the fuck is with you and lefties? I know it's the devil's hand and the devil's plaything, but god damn. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they were really mean to people that were left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you can't cut with my shears? <laughs> you must be from the <laughs> devil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know how he lost his hand. Like, actually how he lost his hand, though. Well, I mean, it was obviously in a fight with Van Helsing. I mean, duh. Yeah, of course. Duh. Well, what else would it be? Because if, <laughs> obviously. if, you, cut, if you cut off a, a wolf's left front paw then it doesn't grow back which why wouldn't anything else grow back i mean if you, i mean if you chop their head off that doesn't grow back i wish you not so i don't know it was just oddly specific in like every article yeah. i read that was just like yeah but if you cut off specifically the left paw like okay i guess yeah, all right so oddity of history yeah but kind of moving on to the actual trial which started in 1589 he was arrested and accused of being an insatiable bloodsucker <laughs> term it. and it's, it, i put it in quotations insatiable bloodsucker 
Which really just means that he had land that somebody else wanted. <laughs> uh, if, if, if we're, we're, we're going to translate things to, to like, to long times ago. <laughs> long times ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I look at, like, Corey Giles. And, or Giles, Corey. Was that, how did that, was Corey his first name? Giles, first name. And the Salem Winch Giles. Anyway, this dude had a bunch of land that everybody else wanted. And he ended up being the only male witch. Because everyone else was like, no, he's got land that I want. And so they pressed him with rocks and his very last words were like fuck you i'm not a witch you can suck it and just keep crushing me and if you want my land you can fucking have it but i'm not a witch blow me yeah <laughs> peace I, I believe his first name was giles actually <laughs> it, was, it was giles Corey. yeah yeah giles Corey. that that sounds right yeah that's yeah i didn't know that we'll get more into like some of the maybe reasons for this yeah. a little later. <laughs> yeah. So the evidence that was brought forth was that he ate goats, lambs, sheep, men, women, and children over a 25-year period. So I mean, oh. the, the list itself starts out pretty normal. Yeah, pretty mundane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've eaten all of those things. I'm like cooked, mind, but well, yeah. I mean, well, but also this was like the 1500s. So like, I was like, oh well. I mean, like this doesn't seem so bad. Goats, lamb, sheep. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, I got I to mean, the humans, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm off board now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So after threat of torture, Done. he confessed. Uh huh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. If he if he floats, he's a witch. If he doesn't float, then he's dead, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite. But yeah, if, if he floats, like, we'll just burn him at the stake. Yeah. To make sure. Yeah. Just to make sure. At this point. If he's not dead, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me hit you in the nuts with this rock. Did that hurt? Then you must be a witch. I feel like that's pretty much all of the witch trials ever. It's just like, yeah. oh. Yeah, well. They were human and did die. Yeah, or like any supernatural being. Yeah, well, considering the witch trials are basically a way to get rid of a lot of independent and well-educated women and actually wrest control of the household. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. But anyway, so he ended up confessing to the murder and consumption of 14 children and two pregnant women. Wow. Yeah. So he confessed to that. But you think that he would have just stopped there and been like, yeah, no, I totally ate those people and then leave it at that. But nope. He also confessed that he ate the fetus's hearts. And this is a quote, panting hot and raw. Wow. Yeah. He got real graphic. He also said that he ate his own son's brains. I mean, you might as well, like, go out with a bang. <laughs> Apparently, this guy <laughs> wanted to because he just confessed to everything under the sun. Yeah. He also said that he was totally in an incestuous relationship with his daughter and that he was sexing it up with a succubus sent to him by the devil. No, why not? Get the succubus. <laughs> Might as well add to it. Um, as well <laughs> as a distant family member that he was also betting, which apparently back in the 16th century, it didn't matter like how far away relations were. If anybody was considered a portion of your family, it was illegal to sleep with them. So he got charged for that too, for confessing to it. Before I get into the sort of graphic stuff real quick, if you listeners out there, like any of you guys are a little bit more on the like, I'd rather Squeamish. not know exactly how this guy died, <laughs> skip forward like a little bit, <laughs> maybe like a minute or so, and you won't have to listen to it at all. <laughs> no, maybe like five minutes. Like, just skip ahead until you hear us talking about something else. 
Yeah, that might be the easiest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) But here we go. Also, I want to point out that they threatened to torture him before he said all of that and then proceeded to torture him anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I I don't think they skipped the torture part. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, tell us everything we want to know or else we'll torture you. He's like, "Okay, I did it. I did all of it. And then they're like, "Okay, cool. Go ahead and get strapped to this wheel real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Am I going for a ride? Oh, yes. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) To the house of pain. (laughs) (laughs) But before the execution actually started, when they were about to, like, string him up onto the torture wheel, he confessed that he had practiced black magic since he was 12. He said the devil had forged and given him a magical belt that allowed him to change into a wolf at will. But when they searched extensively for it around like his farmland and home and everything, nobody ever found a said magical belt. So suspect. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all the stuff that he decided was like he wanted to get off his chest before they maimed him and murdered him. So. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Torture. Always, always an effective means of the truth. Right? (laughs) Cough, cough, cough. So his actual death was on October 31st, of course, in 1589. He basically entered into one serious, like, hell of a gore fest. Like, this is like Saw level shit, what they did to him. (laughs) So some pretty sick mind was, like, getting real creative on this dude. So what they did was they strapped him to a wooden wheel. They stripped off 10 pieces of flesh off of his body with hot red hot pincers they broke his limbs with the blunt end of an axe quote unquote so that he couldn't come back from the grave so essentially they didn't want him crawling out of his grave which i feel like is a little overkill considering this next part where they beheaded him and then burned him on a pyre huh yeah <laughs> you know and, and um and he, he got put on trial or being a murderous asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, let's go to town. <laughs> I don't I don't know. And then he gets executed by murderous assholes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to add insult to injury, they decided that they wanted to be very thorough and make sure that whatever it was that was in him was not spread from his family as well. So they decided to round up his mistress and his daughter and they also flayed, strangled, and burned them at the stake. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 16th maybe, century was fun, guys. Medieval <laughs> just. Real. It wasn't even. Seriously. Was all right. Now that we got that out of the way. So, yeah, that was essentially all that they decided to do to him and his family, which is just complete overkill to the 10,000th degree. I just, <laughs> I just don't understand how nobody, like, realized this when, like, because he's not the only case of this happening. Like Mm-mm. around this time period, like that was actually like a pretty common practice to maim and torture and mutilate people, like while they're still yeah. alive. Yeah, it was definitely like a big thing, torture back then. Yeah, I don't know how anybody started like questioning that. And that, while well, I'm pretty sure if they started questioning that, then they were the ones who got maimed and tortured and fucking mutilated. Yeah, that's probably the big reason why. Yeah, but, but why, how come nobody in power was just like, wait a second? This is kind of fucked up. That's because they they needed it in order to send a message. And that actually is a good segue to my next point, because we're going to get a little bit into the politics 
of the reasons why this might have actually happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because you had a bunch of land that everybody else wanted. Not quite. <laughs> no, yeah. So Stump's trial and execution may have had a lot of, like, political agenda underlying it. The 16-page pamphlet and the German broadsheets all kind of said that the members, like a lot of prominent members of the aristocracy, were present at the execution. This included the brand new archbishop and the elector of Cologne. So they were both there, which was not a common thing back in this time period. Like usually because witch and uh, werewolf executions were pretty like common in that area in that time, they didn't really like go to any of them. They were just like, oh, yeah, another one's happening. Just another day at the office, I guess. Yeah. It's all, well, well, this is it's just another episode of The Witcher. Yeah. Take care of them. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> but they actually did attend this one and they made like a big deal about attending about this guy in particular yes exactly so that was kind of like a big red flag right there but basically between 1582 and 1589 which was kind of the block of years that stump was supposed to be active in actually killing people was uh, it was also during a time of spiritual and political warfare in that area basically uh, the electorate of cologne was in like a huge upheaval with the introduction of Protestantism during the time. And that had been introduced by the former archbishop. His name was Gebhard Trutches von Waldberg. Very huh, long that name. That makes sense. Um, but he's the one that introduced it. So there was like a big thing, like essentially like a huge war going on between Protestantism and Catholicism at the time. And Stump was a known early convert to Protestantism and he fought in like one of the big wars at the time. So it was which like is he was probably how he actually lost his hand. Yes. Like more likely than that, actually. That's a good point. But yeah, that was like a known thing that everybody was aware of around then. Because again, he was wealthy and well liked in that area yeah. before all of this happened. Yeah, and, and and if somebody is like wealthy and well liked and then they convert to something that you don't like, they're the best like example. Example that you could put forth. Yeah, who, yeah. Who, who better who better to just completely like humiliate, you know? Yes, exactly. So shortly before the actual execution and trial and everything in 1587, the Catholics kind of won the war between the Catholic Protestant conflict and the new Lord of Bedburg was Lord of the Bedburgs. Lord of the Bedburgs. <laughs> <laughs> but he essentially moved into Bedburg Castle and kind of converted it into the Catholic mercenaries headquarters. And hmm. he wanted them well, to reestablish the Roman faith in the area. So that was like the, the big thing that he was trying to do yeah. while they were there. <laughs> so this huge werewolf trial may have actually gone down in order to quote unquote, gently persuade the remaining Protestants in the area to convert back to Catholicism. Yeah. So yeah. Just basically like, don't be like this guy. Come back to the Catholics. Like, yeah, essentially is what they are saying. <laughs> don't don't be like this baby eater over here. Exactly. Like they were trying to make sure that he looked like the embodiment of everything that was evil in order to bring people back to the church. Yeah. So basically. Big old spectacle meet, met loads of local eyes far and wide, saw that nobility had attended this dismemberment of this evil anti-Catholic Protestant werewolf. And so everyone would 
come crawling back to the church, being like, I don't want to be like that guy. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking like, damn, like Renaissance era uh, terrorism. Jesus. Yeah. They basically just like try to go out of their way to be like, this guy's an example. Don't fuck with us. You don't want to be like that guy. Come back to the church. Essentially. Yeah. Like I, I have nothing to add to that. That's why I'm just like sitting quiet. I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's how it was. Yeah, that, that was the politics of 16th century Germany, or yeah, I guess yeah. Germany, yeah, right? Germany. And the yeah. Catholic Church. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again, it's like the Catholic Church rides in and ruins everything once again. Yeah, <laughs> historically speaking, <laughs> they got a bad rep in history. Yeah, they really have a bad rep in history. Which is also interesting because shortly after that, the bulk of Germany became mostly Protestant. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all the killing was for naught anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The irony of it all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it for Mr. Peter Stump. He was, he may so, or may not have been a serial killer. <laughs> so I don't think we ever like touched on why, like what happened with silver. You said irony. Maybe think of iron, which maybe think of silver. Why we didn't talk about silver as a as a method for killing werewolves? All right. Well, I mean, I could definitely do that, but do it, do it. All right. So, <laughs> so if we're gonna talk about silver and its ability to kill werewolves, then it all comes back down again to its purity, because in one respect, it is an antibacterial metal. So, in the case of like rabies, it helps mm-hmm. kill the rabies off if that is a source for it, and the other is. Again, the church, because silver is the pure metal from God. Therefore, to kill a cursed creature, you need to use silver in order to do it. Now, in some cases, it has, it's been said it has to be inherited silver. It has like an ancestral <laughs> cleansing ability. Yeah, it has that passing on effect and being able to impart that energy of that towards the person. So that way their inherited silver can then go end the curse of the, like, of the werewolf. Hmm. Way cool. Uh, I was just thinking about how we we like just didn't mention. So yeah, we, we glossed over that, but yeah, yeah. The the main reason is largely because of the church and dealing with silver as a holy metal, and so the only way to kill a werewolf is to use a holy metal known as silver. Yeah, because werewolves can devil. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Or well, this guy apparently confessed to being a werewolf by devil, so. Yeah, or they can come from my section, LSD. Right, but before that, <laughs> before we jump into that, let's let's get into our true crime headline. Yeah. All right. So I actually really like this one. This this route. I feel like I I get on like kicks. Like I was doing a lot of food related true crimes there for a minute. Now I've been doing a lot of animal related <laughs> true crimes. Okay. It's werewolves, so it should kind of. It's fitting. (laughs) So, this is in Florida. Surprise, surprise. Oh, God, Florida. (laughs) Why Florida? Because all the best true crime happens there. (laughs) Right? Exactly. So, Florida police were called for a woman screaming, Let me out. So, essentially, they. They responded to a call that a neighbor put in saying like, hey, there's a woman at the house next door that's screaming, help me, let me out. So obviously the police went over to check out exactly what was going on. Yeah. Turns out it was the family parrot. 
<laughs> oh wow uh, so the owner of 40 year old rambo oh god that's the parrot's name he's 40 year old parrot named rambo um had taught him to say help help let me out when he was a kid because he thought it was funny when the parrot used to live in a cage so uh, okay <laughs> now the parrot doesn't live in a cage <laughs> No, he, they were outside when this, like, I guess he just kind of hangs out. And so he, the owner was outside working on his car in the driveway and the parrot was sitting in his little, like, outside roost area <laughs> and was squawking to the neighborhood, help, help, let me out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> did, did he actually prove this to the cops, too? Yeah, no, they, he started laughing and then like took the cops over to the parrot and was like, no, this is this is Rambo and showed them that Rambo does actually say that. And then he did go so far as to take the parrot over to his neighbor's house to show them as well that it is the parrot <laughs> saying, help, help, let me out. <laughs> wow. And he wasn't like trying to murder his wife or anything. <laughs> yeah, but on the other hand, that's a really good cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. That reminds me of when uh, I was working on my motorcycle in this uh, apartment complex that, like, that I used to live in. And uh, <laughs> it used to backfire really bad. Like, it backfired so loud it would make your ears ring because it had straight pipes. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there working on it and it like kicking it on and bop, 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 bam, bam, bam. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know, turn it off. And then it had like a really bad timing issue. So I was sitting there working on it. And uh, it was like eight o'clock. And my ex calls me up and she's like yelling at me. She's like, God damn it. I can hear you from all like from like our apartment, like which was like in like inside the apartment complex, like a ways away from the parking lot. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I should come inside. It's like 830 at night. And so as I like turn off my bike and like get everything packed up, I start walking inside and this cop pulls in. And he, he said, hey, hey, like, OK, well, what do you want? cop?" And he's like, do you hear any gunshots? going off around here and i was like no but let me show you something i went over and i turned my bike back on and there's sure shit bam 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 and he's like oh well have a good night yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right yeah so that's hilarious all right yeah so there is a, a real life parallel to this true crime headline yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cops called into apartment complex only to find out that it was a backfiring engine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the the true crime headline for today. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yay! Fucking parrots. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's find out Dusty's other reason for lycanthropy and werewolves. So this is all coming from like memory that I was like, I, I watched the history channel uh, documentary on about this. Like, well, I think I was like maybe or early preteens. And so, so basically when you were a teenage werewolf is when you watched this. Yeah. <laughs> that, that said there, there's going to be some like um, misplaced, like fine details. However, what I do remember distinctly is that um, there was a section where they talked about ways to explain werewolfism. And specifically this one story where this guy said that he ate dinner and then didn't remember anything besides like murdering his entire family. And when the, his village guards showed up, he was cowered in a in a corner saying that he turned into a wolf and like ate his entire family. And he didn't want to do that. He was like, 
felt terrible about it. And um, interestingly enough, the precursor to LSD is a mold that grows on rye bread mm-hmm. called Ergo of Rye. Um, there's also a popular theory that this also explained the, the Salem witch trials is that everyone was just tripping balls the whole time, which well, as like, well as the croton and yeah, yeah, is that that this has been like a like a, a recurring problem where especially poor people would eat rye bread because it was easier to grow, and since it grew easier, it usually grew under worse conditions than wheat did, and wheat was reserved for like the noble class, which is why you never hear of any of these nasty stories coming from like the noble class. It's always the poor people and the poor people eating this bread mold would survive even at, like after you cook it. Um, and it's not a bread mold. It grows on the, on the rice. Yeah. It's a grain mold. Yeah. It, it, it grows on the, the rye grain itself and the compounds survive even through cooking. And it's actually lysergic acid, LSA, uh, not LSD, but it's a precursor to LSD and would make you, hallucinate in a way that lsd would also make mm-hmm. you hallucinate and so a lot of these stories the werewolf and i believe vampires vampirism was tied to it as well the people just tripping balls and killing their entire family because they had no idea what was going on yeah all because of a uh, fungus yeah. yeah nature's weird nature is <laughs> <laughs> definitely a little weird also scary i love how you mentioned that like oh you don't hear about the upper class because they didn't eat the rye bread they ate the wheat bread yeah but the upper class instead had lead chalices and stuff oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy in a totally different way and mercury so. in their makeups and all yeah. kinds of madness yeah. exactly <laughs> everybody was just slowly poisoning themselves back in medieval times it was just a bad time guys just in the medieval times have you heard about asbestos yeah asbestos <laughs> and I- i'm it's sure true. you've heard about flint michigan that's crazy though i don't like the thought of like oh yay bread especially since i fucking love bread <laughs> and then like immediately start to trip out it it wouldn't be immediately it'd be like an hour later yeah it's, it has, has to go through your Semantics. digestive tract <laughs> right when you eat it yeah. duh. i mean come on don't you know anything about lsd <laughs> Be an hour later, and then you'll be <laughs> tripping balls and killing people. Yeah, <laughs> there's a big difference. Yeah, <laughs> you have an hour of sanity before shit hits the fan. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> to prepare yourself for what you don't know is coming. Yeah. Exactly. Although, to be fair, the that microbe is actually pretty rare anymore. Ergoloids. Yeah, and so it it's actually one of the things that the pesticides spray for when people grow rye anymore. Yeah, actually, it's a like such a cons- controlled substance that anybody who grows rye has to like search for it. And it, when they find it, they have to like report it to the USDA, like yep. the, the exact number of this mold that they find. And then they have to, then a USDA guy comes who's like certified to go count all of these molds that they have moldy grains that they have found. And then they burn all of them. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's pretty harsh because people have been known to grow it for recreational use. Yeah, well, oh yeah, that makes sense. Tell me that people tripping balls in the past hasn't caused any problems. We have a whole like, like, like section of USDA specifically designed to deal with this one grain mold. Oh, I ain't saying I have never said that it wasn't <laughs> trippy as fuck back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I there's some argument to be made that the majority of the shit that we talk about on this podcast could have been attributed to 
people just taking hallucinogens and not knowing it. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, no argument on it this side. It comes yeah. back to drugs in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. Just tripping balls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like also seeing ghosts it's also the easiest like way to yeah to explain like anything that we talk about on this at all like well this family just disappeared maybe because they're high as fuck and they're just wandering around somewhere Mm. and having to die yeah (laughs) i do like the thought though of like everybody having to stipulate before they tell a personal story be like i was completely sober (laughs) when this happened yeah oh that's a thing (laughs) i had not eaten any rye bread (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh. i did have some uh uh, i did have a portobello mushroom sandwich before this yeah that was interesting you're not actually here dusty this is all the no 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 no, no. i was i was playing (laughs) <laughs> like I, I was completely sober when this happened. Although there was, um, there, I did have that mushroom sandwich. I was pretty <laughs> sure it was a portobello. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> a mushroom sandwich on rye. Yeah, on rye bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, we can debunk that then. <laughs> oh no, you were just high. <laughs> yeah. It explains everything. Ta-da! <laughs> drugs with a rainbow. <laughs> Dio rainbow. This is drugs. Dio rainbow. Oh God, no! Yes. It's come back. Yes. Oh, but I don't have anything to hashtag plugfest. True. No. Oh. <laughs> hashtag no plugfest. <laughs> I left all my bands. So I have nothing left. <laughs> Until I find something up here. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm gonna drive all the way to Canyon City to go to a jam on Thursday. That's that's yeah. how excited I am to be in, in Greeley's museum. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so apparently uh, we can attribute lycanthropy to rye bread as well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Really, huh. there's so many reasons that we've covered <laughs> this yeah. episode of. Like, <laughs> uh, and then it turns out that everyone was just on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or like it turns out that it's all true and there are actual paranormal things happening and there are wolf people among us. <laughs> yeah, and you can't see them because you're not on drugs. Drugs <laughs> <laughs> uh, open your eyes, man. Uh that that just sounded like a PSA for drugs, and I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> exact opposite of that. <laughs> exact opposite of why. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're there. <laughs> I know. Damn it. We should stipulate that we are saying stay off drugs, kids. Stay off drugs. Drugs yeah. are bad. Don't, don't do drugs. You don't want to eat your entire Okay. Body. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, pharmaceutical companies can make a buck off of it, then it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take, take those drugs. Oh, for, for those. Uh, the, the hard home, eye roll. The, the hard eye roll, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, is there anything else that we need to add about vamp about werewolves? You're just stuck on vampires today. I am. I am. I really am. I think it was the Bram Stoker thing that I said earlier. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I made that connection, they they just became the one and the same. Now, there's it's the same creature. No. Same thing. I mean, but if we go by the underworld tradition, then it's really no. The, they're warring and they hate each other. Warring, they hate each other. But another Cravina's brother existed, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Weren't the weren't the uh, the brothers named like Ramus and Romulus? Too? Yeah, Ramus and Romulus. 
yeah, yeah. You know, like the like the story of like of, how Rome was built. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the twins of Rome. Yeah, the twins of, um, yeah, of Roman history. You know, like even more interesting is that the idea of Remus and Romulus. There's like the idea of Rome or the idea of settling down, the idea of like establishing a, a culture and building an empire, as opposed to remaining like a nomadic like hunter gatherer mm-hmm. society, like which is what Remus was about. And so, like the whole idea is like metaphor for our like for agriculture. Yeah. And also, if you look at like Cain and Abel, it's also a metaphor for uh, agriculture. Yep. Switching away from being the hunter gatherer to becoming a settler and agrarian based societies. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Fun history now. Um, I don't have anything else to add. So I'm cool with wrap it up now if you guys are. Wrap it up. All right. Always. Wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Wrap it, up, wrap it up, kids. You don't. You don't want to create any more little monsters, out Because <laughs> uh, you have to deal with puberty. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to have a teenage werewolf. Day five. He's growing hair on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. How weird is it going to be when you see your kid with a beard, Dusty? Oh, I don't know. You know if he's anything like me, it's going to take a while for him to get it. So I got a while. <laughs> I like. I don't even think. It didn't even come in as thick as it is now. And so, like, oh, fuck, I was until I was in my 20s. I still can't grow a mustache. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got a while. All right. <laughs> I think it's cool. Okay. So, on that note, let's, let's uh, bring this episode here to a close. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us again. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. And as always, you guys are feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms at The Otter Limits. You can also shoot us an email if you have a cool story that you want to share with us at theotterlimits at gmail.com. Yep. And if you're looking for one place to kind of do all that at the same time, you can always visit our webpage at theotterlimits.com. Yeah. Also, follow Dusty Day on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, even though I like, I, I don't know, I neglect the shit out of all my platforms. Right. Do it or don't. So, (laughs) yeah, after that hijack, yeah. So, and if you want to follow Dusty Day on all of his stuff, he is available on those handles at Dusty Day. Hashtag Plugfest. Hashtag Plugfest. And you're likely not to see anything for a while because he is terrible at social media. But if you want to. Memes. I put a lot of memes. Okay. So, okay. If you want a meme generator. Yeah. You have dusty day. All right. Look no further. <laughs> and with that, it is now the end of our episode. So we will see you later, you little monsters. We'll see you on the otter side. This has been a transmission from the Otter Limits. Do not forget to like, comment, subscribe, or review for more tales of suspense. Little handsome piggy wigs for the big fat buddy, big buddy bat wolf. They didn't give me. I don't like to voluntarily shove my nuts into a wood eater. <laughs>